times are grim, and here at the Grinder Verdict Podcast, we decide, or I decided, to present you guys with the harsh truth. That's why I like to call it, this is the Painfully Truthful Podcast. We have enough bullshit, enough sugarcoating in our society, in our world already. We need to tell you the truth. You need to hear the truth. Enough of, I want to hear the 10 best tips on how to look good on summer. Enough of that bullshit. It's time you get what you need and not what you want. So today, I brought a, a brother here, Gabriel, from Academy Awareness and Exposing Exploitation and many other things of attempting to do good for the Earth and our planet. And here it is. How how you doing, man? Oh, doing pretty well. Thanks for such a lovely introduction. <laughs> kind of humble. Uh, so you wrote on Palnet, Brothers Bleeding, The Hidden Torment of Men Online, which I think it's a fantastic article. Um, care to explain for anyone that might not have uh, heard it or, or read it or heard of it, you care to explain in... Uh, like a summary what exactly it is and what he talks about before we go into detail yeah sure um first of all i'll just start by saying PowerNet's still on the steam blockchain so you can still put in steamit.com and the rest of the url and it'll appear on okay but yeah this is this is something that's been dwelling on my mind for a while something i've been investigating for a while uh something i've written about before where there was a front page article in my state newspaper, a big, big newspaper, trying to say that the site sanctionedsuicide.com was taken down by the federal police and the e-safety commission when obviously it's not. So i got more to tell. i got more to come and it's going to be even closer to home for me personally, even my hometown. Mm-hmm. This is a problem that just exists and it's getting worse. It's kind of trying to say that it's a pro-choice platform to be able to go to a place online and find like-minded people who are also suicidal. Well, it's also why pedophilia is so prominent nowadays because obviously you have people that, well, not people, I don't like to call them people, they're monsters, but they, you have monsters who meet each other and and share similar things and i mean i guess this has always happened in the world i mean you have your cults your secret societies and all kinds of shit but the problem with the internet is is the reach it's uh because before the internet you to even get this out there there's quality control uh, you you can't just go and and pass things through the 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 post office without quality control, uh, some sort of it. You can't just do things, you can't just mail things, uh, you know, just like random, well, kind of, but it's not as easy as it's done nowadays on the internet. So I think the internet is, is, is the main problem of the internet is, is the reach. Quality control, probably lack of criticism. I mean, good ideas should be celebrated and become popular and people want to be part of it and included. Bad ideas shouldn't they should they should perish under criticism and when you the idea becomes a, a way of life you think there's a lack of then criticism you get into the whole mar- sorry i missed that you think there's a lack of criticism nowadays um log- lack of application of logic to certain principles and ideas that are being there's a lack of um logical argument and criticism and debate regarding ideas and how people live these ideas and how they celebrate them even in their own little right so i mean i don't think bullying is is a good thing but i we should be more eye-opening those that dwell into these worlds of the internet and i mean it's 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 bullying is is a, a strong word we we should be doing something else right Having discussions, um, if you want to be a part of a community that's focused on basically mental illness and negative energies, you should be able to have an outsider come in and criticize you and open your eyes to what's actually going on around you. 
Yeah. So one of, one of the things I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast is that nowadays, also with the internet, there is a choice of the things you consume. So before, if you, I'm sure you remember on the television, you put on a channel that you don't like that channel, you change the channel. But if you only have four channels, your choice is only going to be so much. So there's going to be something that you either watch or if it really pains you that much to watch that, you either fuck off out of it and move on and you go outside and explore or you have to endure it. Nowadays, there's so much choice that despite the fact that you are, well, maybe putting yourself through something you either like or don't like, but the point is you can just fuck off out of it. So if you if you are listening to like if someone listening to this podcast doesn't like what I'm saying because it's hitting them right in the nail, then they just fuck off to something else and they go watch some dumbass being stupid in a video game and trolling others. Yeah. So that could almost be like you spend so much time looking for a place which fits what you think you want. And when you find it, your choices are stuck in that realm. And to get out of it, you kind of almost get scared because you're like, I finally found where I'm meant to be. I've got the channel that I will never need to change. Mm -hmm. And in the case of the sanctioned suicide stuff, you're there until you die. So I, I don't know much about this. This has been mentioned to me before, but explain to me and anyone listening, what exactly is this sanctioned, sanctioned suicide thing? Uh, it's a forum which is kind of waves the banner under pro-choice. You know, pro-choice is something that's also used for abor abortion, to argue abortion rights. But in this context, it's specifically for the right of an individual to die. Right. So you get all manner of anyone coming on there and basically, you know, finding whatever niche little affliction that they have. So, oh, I'm sad today. And they suddenly go to this place and it's like, well, if you're sad, it's just going to get worse and this is what you should do and this is how you can do it. And all the kind of educational material on there isn't about getting yourself out of being sad. It's about how to amplify it to the point where you're given resources to actually make it happen. What do you think? And it's popular. What do you think makes someone who hasn't even hit adulthood to even consider something such as killing themselves? What do you think makes them, because they haven't even gone through the responsibilities of adulthood, do you think it's the lack of socializing? Do you think it's possible bullying in school, like actual bullying? Do you think it's the fact that they have no love from their parents and they're completely neglected? Uh, what exactly would cause a kid who is barely even knowledge on the dangers and the things about the world or or is it the excessive information the internet provides what what exactly is going through their minds is is like what i try to grasp uh, my mind around okay so it's all of the things that you mentioned but the real pernicious aspect to it the very evil aspect to it is but it's tapping into a cultural paranoia from you know transitioning from childhood to adulthood and all the kind of awkwardness that comes with that is predated upon. Um, the admin and the moderators from Sanctioned Suicide actually come from the incel community, mm -hmm. the involuntary celibate community. So they kind of slot in perfectly. They've got endless fields to plow, endless, you know, vulnerable young men that don't know what's going on or, feel like the world isn't for them because they're incels, apparently. And it overlaps with the suicide world. It's like, go kill yourself then. Here's a whole new forum where we will help you. It's very, very evil. So you, you mentioned this is But, like third degree, or, or is it third degree? Is it third person murder something you mentioned, right? Uh, yes. It reiterated on that a little bit. Yeah, so that's something I thought about because when you write a play, you write it in the point of a first person, second person or third person perspective. The whole sanctioned suicide thing 
the guys that run it, the people that, you know, are lurking there, the predators, they spend a lot of time and energy, much like pedophiles, to get these people to kill themselves, these young people to kill themselves, hopefully on live stream. And they record it and they share it. Right. And what do you think is the time these admins and the mods and whatnot have been on the page? Like, why don't they do, why don't do they practice what they preach? I think they're probably from my age group, maybe a little bit older. And they might have their own issues. And instead of trying to deal with their own problems and be the person they want to be, they kind of want to externalize it and victimize the weak. You know, they, they see these people as pawns, pawns for their sick, fetishist fantasies of death. You know, they'd rather continue suffering themselves if they can make others suffer more. Yeah, it's like I'm getting a bit emotional trying to word it properly because it does go to the very core root of what is good and what is evil and why do people act in ways which are so evil but you can't even really define it yet. You know, like what the only way I could really define it is committing murder in the third person. Yeah. I mean, you're glorifying death, but not in a way that you personally find it appealing or whatever. It's the fact that you're glorifying it to, to, to really possess the third person, you know, the members of your forum. The, the people and, and the young victims who are just so vulnerable and you've been probably doing this for five to ten years, it's like clicking your fingers for you. And you click your fingers and there you go, you've got like a snuff film that you've worked on and the culmination you've recorded for your own little collection or, you know, for whatever. I don't know where this stuff ends up, this, this video content. I've seen some of it and it's on some like, you know, gore forums and stuff like that. But I know there's a lot more. Like they have a live chat room once you get registered onto that forum. And I'll go into that later. That's a topic for another article. <laughs> Nasty stuff though, isn't it? It's like a horror movie from Hollywood when you try to imagine what it's like, imagine what this sort of thing actually means and, and have, what it would Well. I possibly can wrap my head around this. Um, I've always had a very strong opinion on this particular uh, type of activity. I've always thought people that did this were incredibly coward and incredibly uh, um, selfish because you don't. This is basically, and I know this is this is heavy for some people, and most people take it as, ah, oh, they were so strong to do this. How are you so strong to do something that you are literally taking the easy way out? How is that being strong? That's not being strong. That's being coward. That's being selfish. That's possibly putting other people in the noose. And you are incredibly stupid to do something like this. And you are the most selfish person to ever lived on this earth for doing something like that. Because it's not your choice to come onto this earth. It just happens. But we need to make of it what we can make of it. And what I like to say is it's, it's not the destination that matters. It's the journey that matters. And the journey is what you make of it. Because the destination is the same bullshit for everyone. Death. Ultimately... It's death. We're all going to die. All of us. There's not a single fucking human being on this earth that will not die. So why not make something out of it? Now, I understand there's very difficult lives out there. There's people with really harsh lives out there. I mean, I cannot even possibly fathom to imagine being born and being raised by a family of drug addicts without money, without possibilities without capabilities to even raise you properly. I can't imagine, and I give you that, but 
It's only your responsibility to carry on through that. And it's incredibly selfish when you have people that go through all of this bullshit and continue to go on and continue with their lives and continue until they can't anymore. And when they can't anymore, I mean natural causes or accidents which happen, unfortunately. Many have happened to my friends and it's, it's harsh, it's difficult to go through, but it happens and you can't do anything about it. It's, it's literally something you cannot control. So I think that everyone should legitimately just take a step back and instead of pursuing these methods of, of putting an end to it via the easy way out, you need to try and pursue the, the easy or the hard way out, which is going through the obstacles and guidance is there. And honestly, a good thing that I saw on Twitter the other day, which obviously it's sad because it's probably being done for marketing campaigns, but Cadbury's from the UK is doing a, a Twitter campaign, which is donate your words. It's a hashtag donate your words. And what they're doing is essentially gathering words from Twitter. I don't know how this happens. I don't know exactly what's going on. I just saw someone post that from my, my following and it's some campaign that words will be donated. I don't know exactly what that means, but I saw the campaign and I was like, how about you put elderly, lonely people and instead of doing these campaigns specifically to elderly people, how about you put elderly, lonely individuals with young, lonely individuals? Because a lot of these younger, lonely individuals simply lack the capabilities or the impulse to even socialize themselves. I also watched a video yesterday of this guy who was uh, uh, Lilia or something like that. Uh, and he's a genius. He's an absolute genius. Basically, he's a mathematician at heart. And the reason why he's so such a genius, it's because he had such a, a strange life. But I honestly encourage everyone to watch that video because that guy went from an incredibly awkward individual and an incredibly awkward teenager to someone who faced his fears, for example, in video games because he played so many video games and he died so much in blue water. He, he feared blue water. And then you have a video of him in his YouTube channel where he's swimming in blue water. You know what I mean? And that's very, that, that's really inspirational. So I encourage anyone to go uh, watch that video. And man, even when things seem like over, there's always a way out. Yeah, there is. And overcoming your fears builds, resili builds resilience. And that's something that just is missing completely. So the conversation, the, the ideas that you're presenting before um, in perspective of an individual and the choice they make whether to live and die for whatever circumstances, that's being taken away in a way because I think the internet itself and these sorts of sites like the one I wrote about encourage to the point where they don't see anything else. They uh, literally believe that's their destiny and part of getting to their destiny is consuming as much information as they can on this site and preparing. They can even buy like um, Nembutol and, and certain chemicals on the site, which uh, kill you, you know, euthanasia drugs. Mm -hmm. That's not really like you're making a choice to be selfish. It's like you're being given the keys to the candy store and told to go wild. If you're in that frame of mind, you know, you want to eat candy. Someone's like dangling the keys to the candy store in front of you. And you're like, yeah, I'll take that. And then you're stuck in a way. And going there is really, really mind-fucking. There's no other way to put it. You well, see like all ages end it. You know, we're on the path to the end. As someone who is very much into Charles Darwin... I have to say it's a natural selection, man. I mean, 
if your brain cannot really, you know, uh, like just push you away from those thoughts, if if even other people mentioning stuff like to to get away from that, and if that's if you legitimately believe that's your calling, then I know this is very contra contradictory to to what we're talking about, but I mean it's I mean it's natural selection. <laughs> you know, I'm telling you, like get away from those thoughts and seek help, seek therapy, attempt to to just you know make the journey and avoid the destination as much as possible. But if you can't possibly just get away from those thoughts, then I mean. I mean, I taste natural selection, man. Well, my counterpoint to that would be there's nothing natural about this. You know, there, there is no like uh, the, the weak will die and the strong will survive. Survival of the fittest. The, the playing field is a globe and the globe is interconnected 24-7. So the ones that control that interconnectivity can send out any sort of pulse to, you know, oh, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. But you're right. There should be more fortitude. There should be more resilience. But no one has that yet because it's so new, this kind of endemic of internet. Delivered. Don't you think, though, that we're walking into caveman status, though? Like, think about it. Caveman had to fight mammoths. They had to hunt mammoths, cougars. I don't know, uh, those those really big tiger-like creatures. They had to walk bare feet until they, they, they learned how to make shoes or, or sandals or whatever. You know what I mean? And then there's medieval times with uh, and the Stone Age as well, but there's also medieval times with people fighting with swords and, and being strong against each other and... and, and carrying or, or uh, you know, just hurling rocks, big rocks, using all kinds of tools that are really require you to be strong and stuff. And then there's uh, world wars with, with guns and, and having to go or undergo really difficult uh, environmental situations and, and, and weather and all kinds of stuff. Bugs, insects, animals, you know, having to hide, having to create trenches, all kinds of shit. And now it's this, where we cannot even look at a screen without thinking about killing ourselves. What the fuck is this, man? The fuck is this bullshit? Yeah, yeah, um, no one can really answer it, you know, what the fuck is this bullshit? What? There's no perspective, especially for those that have no perspective. So if you're going to look at that kind of timeline of going from cavemen to Iron Age to Bronze Age to Industrial Age to Internet Age, like the kind of exponential curve just skyrockets from like industrial to print, uh, from industrial to like steam trains or whatever to planes to now Internet. Like that skyrocketed that exponentiality, and I feel that none of us really have a toolkit, really have a way to kind of cope, or even know how to achieve a conquest in this new battleground. Like, what is it? The amount of likes you have, the how popular you are, how you know. Like to me, it's well, all how anxiety. popular you get also makes you kill yourself because you look at all the the YouTubers and shit doing it. So, so, I mean, is there even a is there even a way out of out of this shit? Because I mean, what the fuck? What is this bullshit, man? Like, listen, here's the thing. Uh, I honestly believe, and as much as I love women, I honestly believe that those women that are legitimately looking and, and not just looking, they're fighting for supremacy because they feel like they're entitled to rule the world for because of all of the bullshit they've been through historically. Um, and I think that's a bunch of bullshit. And I think that's one of the reasons and one of the causes as to this mental uh, state of mind, this, this mental state of ours that's currently going with man. It's that women are making 
real men, men that want to fight, men that want to, you know, smell like sweat because they've been working hard. And I, I know a lot of, again, a lot of people think like I'm, I'm being sexist or misogynistic or whatever. I'm not, though. I'm not. I am the first and last person you will know that has always respected fully a woman that I've been with. And it's, there's obviously this, uh, this arrays in relationships, obviously, but I've never hit anyone. Or I have never even thought of it. Never even thought of it. But I think those that are legitimately seeking supremacy are the ones causing those men that... And when I say real men, I'm not talking about someone who hides their feelings and their emotions deep inside because that's a pussy thing to do. No, I'm not saying that. I'm doing actually completely the opposite. I mean, I'm doing that shit myself with the podcast. I'm talking about my my states of mind here. I'm talking about my concerns, my worries. And I feel like a lot of people are kind of not 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 just disregarding that, they're also disregarding their masculinity. They're they think that being feminine is like the right thing nowadays. You know what I mean? It's the propaganda, man. The propaganda will hit you and it'll fucking lead you to whatever it is that they want you to go to. Yeah, there's this concept that the pendulum has to swing back twice as hard to make up for something, you know, and that's maybe what the whole social justice platform, social justice agenda is trying to achieve, like swing the pendulum all the way back to destroy everything that we've come from. Like, there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, uh, women being more empowered, but the, even that concept of empowering, it means taking power away from someone else. Like that's the pendulum swinging. Then the pendulum will always keep on swinging backwards and forwards. There'll never be an equilibrium. So what are we meant to do? We're meant to just be demasculated to a point where the woman, you know, the idea of a feminine role is the new ruler. Like they're the new ones we roll out the red carpet for and lay down our arms for, you know, lay down the whole 700 years of um, fraternity and um, masculine society and empire and kingdom and conquest lay all that down to create a, a level playing field when in effect all it is is the pendulum swinging the other way mm-hmm. yeah, it's, a difficult it's causing one. young men to kill themselves they don't it see is. any way out of it hello mm-hmm oh yeah sorry uh, anything you want to say again about your article? Yeah, so it's a personal issue for me. I know who the admins are. I've come across people that have been completely brainwashed by them. Like, and I've had a difficult time trying to help them. And they keep them like flying in and out of my circle of online acquaintances, if you would. But what they went through just seems to be something I can't even comprehend. And it involves, you know, this kind of like recording of suicide live streams and global global kind of organisation of kind of creating almost like a conveyor belt and assembly line of uh, making it as easy as possible to facilitate it, record it, you know, someone's in the chat room and messages someone else to come in and record it. Yeah, like <sighs> the more I, I look into it, the worse it seems. Like the actual site itself has a lot of very shady stuff going on, as you'd expect, but, but there seems to be even something darker and more corrosive behind it all, and that kind of corrosion is attacking anyone in particular men and teenagers and young men who come within its uh, circle of influence do you reckon a lot of this mindset comes from the fact that people lack control uh, of things they cannot control things where they just literally want to control everything because apparently control is like everything nowadays 
Yeah, and controlling is turning into grooming well, we're, and manipulation. And that's how someone who has anxiety and just sits in their room all the time, online all the time, can feel like they've got a place in the world or they're actually a conqueror, that they've, they've got power. So they're constantly looking for victims to feed that sort of mindset. And there's many out there. And if there isn't, they, they lay the seeds to grow a forum for it to happen and for it to flourish. And they can pick and choose, you know, they, they, they reap their harvest. Mm-hmm. So I think that one thing is, um, I'm not going to lie, I... I have thought about, like, I've had these thoughts in my mind. I think everyone at some point has these thoughts in their minds. And uh, honestly, I simply, sometimes when I'm playing a video game, I feel like so powerless because I, I expect more from others and I can't control what they do. And it just feels like, well, shit, they're so stupid with their actions. Why are you doing this? I wish I could just tell you exactly what I want to tell you. But the internet and video games and everything has given people the option to just disconnect from whatever negative it is that, you know, you're, you're going through. Uh, even though if that's criticism, even though if that's actually positive criticism, you can just disconnect from it because... I feel like everyone nowadays wants to feel like they're doing everything right. And just a smidge of being told that you're doing something wrong. And this is this happens to me as well. And I think it happens to everyone. But just a smidge of being told that you're doing something wrong makes you feel angry. Makes you feel a little bit frustrated. Because when you do something, you go through all the possibilities. You go through all the situations. And, well, you realize that ah, I fucked up there. God damn it. Why, man? And yeah, but everyone makes mistakes. Even cops make mistakes. Even people who study 20 years to become an interrogator make mistakes. It's 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 all uh, it's all a uh, um an incognito thing the future is. You know, uh, everything that's from now to forward to tomorrow, to next year, to, to next 10 years, it's absolutely incognito. You don't know what's going to happen. It's impossible to know. So it's one of those things I feel like we just need or we crave too much for control. And uh, like you said, uh, being anxious and, and being lonely in your room uh, with the internet does give you that sort of like mentality that you want to control things because you have a mouse you have a keyboard i mean you can control your windows why not control the people inside of those windows like why are you not abiding to my rules why are you not telling why are you not doing what i'm telling you why do you have to to go against my opinion the problem is when you know you're right and you're just trying to do good uh and and ethically and morally you are correct and people just disregard that that's when it's it hurts the most but uh, yeah I, i i agree with that i agree with that completely yeah and framing what you just said in terms of like control and loss of control and as opposed to making mistakes and overcoming them and learning from them that's an issue too it's natural to make a mistake You shouldn't be anxious about making a mistake unless it's a life or death situation. You know, there's a lot on the line, not just because someone trolls you online or, you know, you feel insecure and they pick on you and make you more insecure, you know. That's not going to make you overcome anything. It's going to just um, propagate negative feelings in yourself and about the world. True. What But, a depressing um, subject. I can also say that... Uh that's one of the main issues of anxiety it's um literally fear of judgment uh that's why i mean the pod podcasting helps me a lot because i don't have anyone telling me that i'm wrong 
even though if I'm wrong, but I, I do appreciate when people would comment and go like, mm, I don't think you're right. And then at first, you know, it always hits like, ah, what do you mean I'm not right? I, I'm sure I'm right. But uh, after like a few minutes and you come back to it and you think about it, okay, yeah, maybe you're right. So, but that's one of the main issues of, of anxiety, man. It's It's the fear of judgment. That's why you sometimes don't put yourself through socializing because you fear of, you have the fear of being judged um, negatively and you fear people will have bad first impressions uh, about you. And, and when you come home, you your mind is completely just wrapped around thoughts of what could have I done differently? What did I do wrong? Oh, I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have said that. I, I thought it was funny, but they didn't laugh. Now they're going to think I'm an idiot. These are the thoughts that invade your mind for hours, sometimes days, sometimes even weeks. And I speak of personal experience uh, when anxiety hits you. Yeah, yeah. And it could be also that people in this kind of anxious state have the internet and have this huge world of ideas and information spinning around them, they can enter that and they can just go into there and try to find a place where they can make a decision and feel like they've participated in a decision-making process because exactly. it's hard to make a decision on the phone. Man, that's what you learn, you know, that's what you learn through life. That's why furries are so prominent nowadays because they've got other common individuals in the other side of the world to, you know, just communicate with them and say that what you're doing is not wrong because I'm also doing it and it feels great. So we're two yeah. messed up individuals, but what we're doing feels right. So, hey, you keep doing you, buddy, despite the fact that what you're doing is not right. This is this is where the lack of criticism comes in. You know, it's, and again, that platform, that forum should not even be uh, online. It should not even be available anywhere. It should be one of those platforms. And even after evidence has been uh, gathered, it should be one of those platforms that should be absolutely taken down. They should research whoever created the page and put them in jail. Because I, I, if I recall correctly, if I'm not mistaken, eventually at some point with the, the blue whale bullshit, I remember I was in England when this shit became so popular, and the blue whale bullshit that everyone in Portugal, for example, were ignoring because it was happening just in England, well, guess what? Six months later, it was on the news in Portugal because the Portuguese kids were doing it. And, and there, there, this is also another thing that people need to realize just because it's in a country that doesn't speak your language doesn't mean these motherfuckers are not going to adapt to your country and try to make things for your your country. But back to the topic I was uh, back to what I was trying to say is if I recall correctly the motherfuckers responsible for this shit the blue whale bullshit they were jailed I think. Yeah, in Russia, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So there you go. Why not put these motherfuckers basically encouraging killing yourself behind bars what's so difficult about it it, it like you said it's it's uh murder in third person you know that's a that's a parallel that i didn't even really put together with what i'm currently looking into because it's the same thing yeah it's totally the same thing it was a bit more of an urban legend I mean, when I heard about it in Australia, it was maybe about nine months after the fact, and it was with the arrest. Uh, maybe I heard a bit about it from forums and stuff before, but not in any great detail. Because if I remember correctly, it was through Facebook mainly, and mm -hmm. um, that's where they targeted young girls in particular to kill themselves for the blue whale. Mm -hmm. Fuck, that's creepy as hell. Yep. Is it wasn't Momo the same bullshit? Similar. Like it started off as like a creepy pasta or a jump scare. 
But when it re-emerged, it had that kill yourself element to it. Yeah. I feel like, man, again, the internet is a prototype. And just like with every single prototype, you need to wash out all the bugs and all the issues. But I believe that this is a, a collective effort. This needs to be a collective effort more than anything. It's not like just me and you will be capable of changing the world because that's impossible. If two people could do it, I'm sure someone else or someone out there could do it or would have done it. But it's a collective effort. It's uh, something that a lot of people need to put their hands on to. Just people that are, you know, uh, rightfully aware of the dangers of going against some evil stuff because when you try to put evil down evil spits back at you and tries to do all kinds of things to survive and uh, yeah it's one of those things and everyone is valuable to uh, an extent and uh, like I've said I do the podcasting stuff I like to use my voice I like to put my voice out there and that's what I like to do. And that's where I find my value. Because I don't, I'm not the investigative kind of guy. I like to investigate things. But I have my own pace. And sometimes if people depend on that pace, I feel pressured. And I feel like I don't do anything. So podcasting is something I love. The pacing of it. It's something that I can set my own pace to do it. And it's something I really like doing. And it's something that I have fun doing. So... That's something I like to do and that's something I want to do. But anyone else, man, anyone else even reaching out to other people, be a, a, a year or be an ear for someone else. Uh, listen to people, communicate more, socialize more. We don't do it uh, even remotely as much as we should because I don't know why, to be honest. I don't know why. I mean... <laughs> When I think MSN Messenger is really lacking in, in today's world, man, because that shit was fantastic. I, I use, as a teenager, I was, I was using that shit every single day, talking to people from across the world, from across the country. But I was using that every single day. Every single day I was socializing on MSN Messenger. Now with Facebook, with uh, Discord, with whatever man twitter and all kinds of shit i barely even communicate to anybody you know what i mean it's it's kind of funny isn't it it's kind of funny but again bring back msn messenger maybe people start communicating a little more with others i feel like there's just too much information back with msn messenger you you selected whatever you wanted to show up as your name even if you wanted like a a link to your myspace or if you wanted to actually have a legitimate name or if you wanted to have like colors or whatever it was, you could do it. You didn't have to have like all kinds of weird shit or you didn't have to have like your your passport number so that your, your profile is accepted and, and viable. It was so much simpler and yet everyone used it. It was, I mean, I don't know, man. It's like the more complex things get, and the faster things get, I feel like that's another issue. It's that things are getting too complex too fast. You have applications yeah, for everything hardly. and there are applications that are not even necessary. There are applications that are literally just redundant bullshit that we don't need. We don't, it's like, it's not doing anything for us. Remember when you got your first mobile phone and how amazing just SMSing was? And now I've got a phone and I don't even use like, 20% of all the shit that it can do because I don't need it. Never have. You know what phone I have? I have the same phone for like about eight years now. Awesome. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really like old LG touchscreen phone. Um, and I barely use it. I'm not going to lie, I probably would use, uh, if I had a better phone, I probably would use it more often to watch YouTube videos and Twitch streams and stuff. But, man, I barely use the phone to make calls. I barely use the text messages. I barely use, like, right now my phone is basically for authentication of accounts and that's it. Yeah, but when it first came out, like, even before MSN Messenger, I had a Nokia. 
you know, like playing Snake, sending SMSs. Loved oh, it. The, no, uh, I don't, 33 like, yeah, I don't 10s, even call huh? I think there was someone that actually had a Nokia 3310 for like seven years uh, turned off. And like seven years later, they turn it on. It was almost the battery was almost full. Now, that's good technology. That's resilient technology. Well, of course, because when like the more the more components you put into a fucking little thing that fits in your pocket, the less its lifespan will be and the less its durability will also be. Because you have components heating up left, right, up, down, uh, down, right, all over the place. You have little components that are heating up the phone and using the, the battery. The, and, and honestly, I think it was actually in Australia the, the, where the, someone bought the first new iPhone and a bunch of people with cameras and... and, and Uh, making videos and making news and, and photographing a dude who bought the latest iPhone in Australia. And this is fucking stupid. And, and all the, the staff in the store are applauding him. I shared this shit on my Twitter and I was like, dude, what the fuck is this? This is consumerism at its best where people are applauding someone for having money and spending it stupidly. <laughs> Yet we have people going for charities and shit and are like, ah, oh, that's so cool. Hey, that guy bought an iPhone uh, 26. Fantastic. Hooray, hooray. Wow. I'm so proud of this guy that I never have any correlation with in my life, but I'm so proud of him for stupidly spending money in a device that probably costs 200 bucks to make and sells for 1200 That's a thousand bucks profit, dude. Think about that shit. The, the, the funny thing is he's so excited buying the first iPhone. He drops it and it's so fragile. The screen just immediately spiders and cracks. And then like, I'm not oh. going to lie. And the crowd goes, oh. I'm not going to lie. I hope that happens. <laughs> It would be hilarious. It's one, of those, it's one of those life lessons you need, man. I saved up all my pocket money to buy the iPhone 26. And a breaker. You see, that's a that's a good point you touched there because I've talked about this before, and this has been happening for many years now. And you have people starving so that they can buy a car, and then they continue to starve because, or they don't even ride the car or drive the car because the the fuel also takes money, and. You have people starving to buy devices, computers, and all kinds of bullshit, and they eat tuna cans, and they eat this, and they eat that, and they keep on doing this kind of shit, and in reality, the truth of the matter is, well, you're spending money stupidly, you consumerism, you consumerist stupid pig, like, why are you doing that, when you could, like, why are we putting so much priority into things that should be devices for you know entertainment every now and then it's it's like man but then again i also watch like news like, like there's this youtube channel i really like watching because it's so relaxing it's uh, indian massage on youtube and what this channel does is uh, it, it has like a phone uh on the mirror And it's filming the guy and he's basically getting uh, like head massages and face massages the, the Indian way. And um, this is relaxing to me and any kind of uh, barber work, it's also very relaxing to me. Uh, any kind of uh, tattoos being made, it's also very relaxing. I also really like watching the whole process of someone getting a tattoo. It's super relaxing. Um, and... I watch the channel and it's like everyone on the background, it's always holding their fucking phones, man. Everyone, literally, it doesn't, it doesn't matter the demographics. They're always holding their motherfucking phones, man. Old people, new people, uh, mid-age, like, what the fuck are you doing? Get off that shit. You know? 
I know, I know. Um, I get the bus to work. And actually today on the way home from work, my eyes were hurting um, from, you know, two screens doing my office job. And I, I'm like, I'm not actually going to look at my phone as I'm crossing the road like I usually do. And I'm waiting at the bus stop. Everyone's on their phone. And the bus was late. And people are like, you know, angrily looking for the bus whilst holding their phone up, like looking down the road with their phone up so they can try to look at both. And then they get on the bus and they just look at their phone. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's stupid. And you know what's also funny? I used to go to the cafe and I sit down with these two broads and they're communicating on Facebook with each other via comments. And they're <laughs> checking each other's photos and they're commenting on the photos and they're like, <laughs> thank you for your comment. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a great photo, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's fantastic. And I'm like, what? What? Put down that bullshit for fuck's sakes. You know, I carried my laptop for many years uh, when I when I was taking the course. But you know what I did with my laptop? DJing, man. Literally. DJing. I love to fucking put some Pink Floyd on that shit. Uh, sitting on the cafe and, and people like, you know, all ages not stopping by and enjoying the music. That's what I did with my laptop. And that's also the thing that I did with my phones is DJing, man, because I like to share music. I like to, to, you know, good music needs to be out there because it's there's not enough promotion for good music. And that's that's I mean, but people are just like social media. It's such a fucking addiction. It's like I need to know what that person is doing. <clears throat> like the other day, a friend of mine on Facebook posts a story of a motherfucker, she she posted a picture on her story on Facebook uh, where she basically has like, you know, big breasts, right? And basically, there's this dude that immediately sends her a message saying, uh, my cum is very black metal, you want to taste it, bitch? And it's like, what? <laughs> what? Who the fuck raised you? You know? Mark Zuckerberg raised him. Probably, man. What the fuck is that bullshit? Holy shit. People just have no idea of, of, of anything anymore. That's why I don't even talk to chicks on Facebook anymore, man. You know why? Because it, it, it feels to me pointless. It feels like it's actually legitimately fucking pointless. It feels like... I approach a chick on Facebook via direct message and they're going to immediately think that I'm just like asking for nudes or some shit, you know? That's why I have like one or two people that I, I talk to on Facebook on a regular basis because that's, I just feel like, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like if everyone's going to be on the defensive side, just because I'm trying to be friendly and approach... And I'm not going to lie, it's, it, if I'm trying to be approaching and try to be friendly, it's probably because I have some somewhat of an interest in you. I'm not going to lie, but is, is anything wrong with that? I mean, isn't that kind of like the method of going to the bar and approaching the, the girl you fancy? And as long as you're respectful, what's wrong with it? But I would never do something like that. You know, you want to taste my cum, bitch? Like, what the fuck is that, man? So stupid. Well, it's rude, and maybe that's oh, – it's just stupid. It is just stupid, and I don't even really want to consider what the purposes behind that kind of behaviour are because there isn't really an answer that will satisfy me. It's just stupidity. Maybe it's because they can. There's no consequence. really shallow. There you go, man. You just, you just hit the nail in the coffin. There are no consequences because they can – so it's like, why not? We, we, we need internet police, man. We need police that just like goes on Facebook and like, what did you say to that woman? Oh, I'm going to beat you up and stuff like that. And, and, I mean, the bounces. I don't know, man. We need something like that. We need control. I mean, if people, if people were okay without control, then we would, if we would never need police in the real world. We would never need religion many, many years ago, for that matter. 
You know what I mean? Religion was started because of control, I'm 100% certain. I, I, I doubt they started the whole religion thing because they, they, they legitimately believed in this bullshit. This probably was one of those stories that just, just gets completely transformed as time goes by with people's uh, interests and whatnot. But I, I believe it was started, I mean, the whole heaven and hell, it's absolutely a story of controlling. There's nothing else to it. I see social media as that now. You know, regardless of the fact you can go on there and say, hey, bitch, big tits, cunt, or whatever. <laughs> that puts puts a whole dynamic of control between whoever says it and whoever is the receiver, you know, and they feel like it's a battle of control then. But regardless, like you're on a platform which is like God and they can dictate the rules. They can ban you. They can implement punishments. Like I, I got um, banned for a day or to put in time out. And I don't even remember what I said. It was on the weekend. And I'm like, and each time I went on, because I forgot, it's like, oh, you got 23 hours left. Oh, you got 11 hours left. And I'm like, fucking, this is fucking stupid. Did that change? I, I don't even remember what it was. Did you change your approach because of that? No. I just, I mean, I went on it and I think I actually criticized something that was promoting trans children or something like that. I was, no, it was, it was, God, what was it? It was something to do with like um, the, yeah, it was about chemsex and the increase of uh, participants in chemsex getting AIDS. And there was a transsexual commenting under the article. And I'm like, oh, you feel excluded. Do you want to get AIDS too? Or something like that, you know, like a bit trolly, a bit kind of like sarcastic. And I got like reported and, and put in time out for a day. <laughs> Why even bother expressing, you know, a, a bit of criticism wrapped up in like some shitty humour if, if like big bad Zuckerberg is going to see that it upsets for transvestite that reported you for the comment, Main, mainly because they f didn't want to think about what I said because it might be true. But they probably didn't even know why they made the comment. They felt excluded from the article. But that might have been a good thing because the article was about mainly gay men participating in methamphetamine orgies and uh, transmitting, you know, terminal sexual transmitted disease like AIDS. Well, it's probably an agenda there. And you don't want to piss off the minority because they're going to be very, very vocal about it. But, dude, listen, banning, timeout, fucking suspending accounts, that doesn't do bullshit. That doesn't do nothing. It doesn't change the way people re react. It doesn't change the way people behave. It doesn't improve people's behavior. If someone gets banned for being toxic for like a month... Next month, they're back doing the exact same bullshit. Yeah, and I mean, I used to go around, and especially on Facebook, where everyone's so blinkered. They don't have any scope for criticism about what they post. They can't engage in arguments. It's just like, here's my point of view, and I'm going to batter you with it. And if you don't agree with it and represent that the fact that you don't agree with it on this comment thread i will report you yeah even if you know fred gets so jumbled and confused from the original post that the banning and the reporting has nothing to do with your even conjecture to whatever the comments are or the post is about it's it's insane and it, i've seen as a sink of negativity like it's not good engaging in and i really don't anymore on the main social media platforms, there's no point. You know what happens to a lot of people that go on uh, YouTube? The ones we get reported and uh, they might get their accounts banned. You know what they do? Another account. What do they do? They do another account. It's that simple. I mean, <laughs> it's that easy. Boom! Oh, you've been your account has been banned for, uh, you know, violating the terms of service. Oh no, shit! I'm just gonna make another one. You know, that's that's what happens, man. Th that's why I say we need control. We need some heavy control done to this shit.
because uh, banning does nothing. Uh, if un until the moment you have to pay for an email, and until the moment, which probably will never happen, but if until that moment you have to pay for an email and you have to pay for using your social media accounts and you have to pay for that shit and it actually becomes very, very, very uh, financially um, damaging if you keep on doing those attitudes, then you're going to disregard it because it's like it becomes, well, it, you start spending a lot of money in that shit just to be toxic. So it's like, well, it's not worth it. But if there are no consequences, if you get banned, you can just make another account. If uh, something else happens and you can just come back, then, I mean, what's the point, man? You're not really doing anything. It's like, it's those, it's the same mentality of the jail systems. You put someone in jail for being a really bad individual, it doesn't, it's, it's not going to change anything. The moment they come out, they do the, the exact same thing. As a matter of fact, a lot of people that go to jail, when they come out of jail, they want to go back there. So they're gonna go, gonna, they will do something even worse so that they can, come, they can go back there. Okay, well, what about this? I see social media as the jail. And when you get blocked or put in timeout, you're actually set free. So social media isn't the internet. And I don't think there's any expectation that um, you go on there and you're not going to get, you know, trolled or sent rude, lewd messages to you. What I do have a problem with is, um, you know, the actual crimes that go on there. Uh, the actual ones which have victims more than just a bit of hurt feelings or my account is lost, you know. You, you got your account for free anyway. They are throwaway, you know. It's a throwaway society on, on mainstream social media. I just, I've accepted it. Yeah. I I don't think I've accepted. I'm still trying to still trying to figure it out whether I accept it or not. Like I said, dude, I'm 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 28 years old in in my body, but my mind is like 58. So How old is your soul? Uh, it's probably 1000 years old. <laughs> I don't believe souls, man. I don't, I don't believe that shit. I believe uh, there's the brain, there's, you know, everything biological, but I don't believe in souls. Unless we're playing Dark Souls, then I believe in souls, because that's the currency <laughs> of the game, but, yeah. Uh, did you want to wrap this up? My phone's not, not got much battery left. Sure thing. So, uh, any last words on your? Uh, actually, let me just uh, say where you, or you can say where where people can find your article so uh, that they can read it. Yeah. So you can go to steamit.com slash at a a Gabriel. You can go to my Twitter account. Um, going to Academy Awareness Discord. Go to exposing exploitations subreddit <laughs> there's stuff around you know i've got an email address but i'm, I'm going to be focusing a lot on publishing more content on the steam blockchain right so um basically if you guys i'm also going to be working with gabriel here uh in podcasting more often we're going to be doing some live streams as well for academy awareness and um with my podcast, I'm going to keep doing the same thing. Again, dudes, this is the painfully truthful podcast. This is not for people who think they can just disconnect this and go check some dumb bimbo uh, bouncing her tits up and down because she's doing whatever, push-ups or some shit. This is the harsh reality podcast here. This is what you need to listen to. It's not what you want to listen to. It's what you need to listen to. And that's what I, that's what I like to do. And that's what I want to do. Because there's too much out there of what you want to hear. And not enough, not even remotely enough of what you need to listen to. So I understand a lot of people ha have not even reached this point in the podcast. A lot of people will not even get to it. And I understand that because you're weak and those individuals are those individuals that really cannot 
accept the fact that we are living in a messed up world. And But I honestly legitimately think that stupid people will choose to live in illusion. Stupid people choose to ditch the problems until they can't ditch the problems anymore. Because honestly, it's more damaging than anything. If you keep on ditching your problems and you keep on patching them up and you don't solve them, your happiness is not real happiness. Your happiness is an illusion. And you're deluded yourself. So uh, with that, I say goodbye. Not goodbye because uh, it's going to be... We're going to have episodes every Tuesday. And we're going to keep on having extra episodes. This is probably going to be an extra episode. Um, But, you know, it's a good one. And I just wanted to bring Gabriel here to the Grinders Verdict podcast to talk a little bit about this and discuss these things because it's important and we need to give some airtime to the people that write these things and the people that legitimately want to help the world. And it's not for personal gain, it's for, well, improving the world. And that's something that we need to uh, consider a very noble attitude because not everyone does that shit. And a lot of people nowadays want to improve the world for specifically personal gains. So with that, I say uh, till the next one. Bye-bye, and Gabriel, go ahead. Thanks for having me. See you later, and we'll talk again shortly for some more shocking stuff.